Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Luke. And I'm Becky. Becky, I have absolutely nothing today. That's okay. I got you covered. So, so you got an open? Uh-huh. You got a, st- a topic? Uh-huh. Do you, do you have a close? I mean, we, we haven't done a closing topic or conversation in a while. I was just wondering if maybe maybe we were going to go for the trifecta since you seem to bring all the, the value and the talent to this show. You're right, I do. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm glad we agree. <laughs> all right, well, since uh, I, I just uh, show up and dance, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to sit here and be, uh, you know. Um, it's not that different from your day job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, it's like, all right, time to put on a smile. Let's do this. I got it. And then, and then it, it's just this weird dichotomy of, you know, being – I, I would say that I am a leader of a company, but it's really odd because a lot of times it's you have to be both mad and happy at the same time. And you have to sometimes communicate. <laughs> communicate both. <laughs> communicate the both. I still love you, but I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you know, so you sometimes you, you know, it's strangling someone. This you do a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what do you got? I got a box. You got a box. It's a Home Depot box. Are you moving? No, because it says Home Depot moving. Well, I guess technically we got a box because it does say. To Laird Ricksford and or Becky Schroeder. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> so it's to both of us. Well, technically, it should have been Becky first. Do you do that? Do you put everybody's name in alphabetical order, or do you put it in importance order? And is it importance order descending or ascending order? <laughs> I, I think I typically go with alphabetical. <laughs> I did too. Like I, uh, I, I worked on a plug-in for Outlook, and I've never finished it. It works like most of the time. And what it does is uh, right before you hit send on an email, it reorders the uh, the names in the alphabetical names in alphabetical order. The reason why I don't have – it's not working right is because it actually does it alphabetical of the email address. Because mm. sometimes you're, you don't have an email address <clears throat> um, on, on, a, on a thing. Yeah. Yeah. My voice sound different? No. Mm. Sounds different. My, hers. My, my headphones do not sound like me. No, it sounds fine. Maybe we trade headphones. No, <laughs> back, back, back to the box. Oh, sorry. So there's a box. There's, there's a nice little note here. Oh, but when you dig into the box, uh huh. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you were wanting a soda. <laughs> that, that, no wonder you were sitting there going, well, look, "There's more. I gotta get all the. I gotta get all the paper out of the box." <laughs> Number two. Well, no, that's yours. Oh, All right. So what, we share this one? Uh, <laughs> so I'm currently oh. snacking on some Frito Scoops spicy jalapeno. Oh, look, I didn't dig all the way into the box. Just, there was something else taped to the bottom. <laughs> is, this, is this actually hot chocolate? Oh, no. My grandmother... She would always. It's, it's hot chocolate. She would always wrap stuff in the. Why? Why hot chocolate? I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. 
I was going to say, my, my, my grandmother did that. She always packed stuff in boxes that weren't. And it's like, I got something from Tiffany's. Oh, nice, Grandma. It's a rock from outside. <laughs> she goes, I bought myself something nice. <laughs> Oh, this is this is like yeah, packaged better than Amazon packages. It's, it's <laughs> I didn't actually know that they made a spicy jalapeno scoops. Jeez Louise! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't end. Holy crap. I love it. I, it. You know what? I, I I'm just sitting here eating chips. You're right. <laughs> You bring the entertainment value of this show. I'm sitting here, sitting back, eating chips. <laughs> there you go. Holy well, hold on. There's still more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this down. <laughs> over there, Laird. Let me in. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's Got some <laughs> Jefferson Reserve, very old Kentucky straight bourbon okay. whiskey. That is finally the last of the stuff in the box. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hold on. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to pause the show and go get cups of ice? This is, this is, by the way, why I wanted to record in the afternoon instead of at 9 o'clock this morning. Oh. <laughs> I was noticing, like, I, I have openings in the morning. All right, hold on. So did I, but I was like, I, I wanted to eat chips. Ah, uh, there we go. All right, I'm going to make a, a gander on this one. Now, I'm a pro. <laughs> I could drink straight, straight bourbon whiskey out of a coffee cup at uh, 1.45 on a Friday with many meetings to go <laughs> and spicy jalapenos in front of me. Can you – I mean, that you notice I never eat while I, I drink, mm-hmm. it, but this, is, this works. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. All right. So I get to see the card. Have you read the card yet? I have. Oh well, <laughs> again finding suspense. Sometimes you you fail down on that one. I got to the office first on Monday. So All I right. The box. All right. Yeah, fantastic. Got to keep this finely tuned operation uh, <laughs> sal- uh, salted, sated, sated, sated. Oh, oh, satiated. <laughs> uh, is is that is sated the the shortened version of satiated? I don't think satiated is <laughs> Well, I've been using it wrong all my life, and now I know why I didn't go to college. <laughs> Thank you for all you do and all your support, Kiki and Matt. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, and if you would like to say thank you for at least the last uh, seven minutes of entertainment value, please make sure you visit insuranceagentapp.com. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, um, Becky. I'll be I'll be back in a moment here. <laughs> I don't have a cup. I should have brought a cup. Fantastic tasting, and no, you cannot have it. <laughs> Mine. Go get your own. <laughs> Mine. Well, what you can do, Becky? <laughs> Drink from the bottle. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> All right. All uh-huh. right. 
This is good stuff. And it, it works really well with jalapeno burritos. <laughs> and bubbly. <laughs> Since you took my last Diet Coke. It, hey, at least I admitted it. <laughs> so I was up working uh, late last night and I had a choice. My choices in the in the fridge in the in the office next to us in the executive was, fridge in the executive fridge the executive <laughs> small fridge that wasn't supposed to ever become the executive fridge but since COVID it's now become the executive fridge but so I open it up and sitting there is a good thirty two ounce Monster Energy drink which I normally drink in the mornings right yep and. I'm looking at my watch at eight o'clock at night. Like, I don't need this. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Right this doesn't need to happen at this hour. So I uh, was looking in there. I was like, "Ooh, Becky Shelf. Uh, <laughs> Becky Shelf has some. I'm not really in the mood for bubbly. I need some caffeine. I need some power." And I grabbed the Diet Coke, which was right up front, of course. Mm-hmm. And then so I texted you. I said, <laughs> "I stole a Diet Coke." I didn't borrow because I'm not giving it back. <laughs> I said I committed misdemeanor uh, theft of goods. <laughs> and you just came out. I know where you live. <laughs> so then at the start of this episode, she's like, oh, I need to go get a Diet Coke. And then she's mad at me because I took the only cold Diet Coke from her fridge. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was your last one. It was just sitting You didn't know it was the last one? There was no other one on the show. I, 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 I'm 6'4", Becky. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, the, the fridge is down on the floor. Like, I, don't, I just saw a white silvery can, grabbed it, and went. <laughs> you can bend your ass down. <laughs> so I can throw my back, my old man back out uh, to make sure that you have a nice ice cold <laughs> – Diet Coke. Yeah. Well, pour directly in your drink. Oh, wait. You don't have a Diet Coke. I'm sorry. And you don't have a cup? <laughs> as, I, as I swirl my coffee. You know what? This is, this, let's do it this way. <laughs> He's going to die. You were such a jackass. Oh, my God. It's appropriate that uh, that came in a um, in a hot chocolate um, box. Because you're drinking it like you would drink. Hot you don't drink hot chocolate. <laughs> I drink this hot chocolate. <laughs> this is the hot chocolate that drives me. Oh boy, man! It has been an absolute week. Uh, it's been I, a couple weeks. We had to skip last week because we just. Yeah, had we, no- we, we forgot. We forgot to bring the mics. That was the funny part. I love that tweet. You're, you're like, we're at happy hour. We just forgot to bring the mics and we're outside and we're in the sun. We're getting appetizers. <laughs> we may have left work early. I'm like, yeah, there, there, there was a lot of, a lot of what was wrong in that, in that afternoon <laughs> sense of what we're doing. But yeah. no, um, you know, I'm I'm excited that there's a lot of uh, really great content flying out of ITC right now. I'm happy about that new article that uh, we we approved that will show up in January. Can't wait to talk about it. But it's I never knew that uh, that uh, editorial cycles were that so far in advance. You didn't have um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I did again. Again, 
I just show up, I write, I, I give feedback and I say, here you go. And then, you know, months later it shows up and I'm like, oh yeah, I did this article. Now, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I did that. Yeah, I forgot I did it. But I sit there and um, I have a problem. <clears throat> it, it, it's odd because I am not a, I'm usually very much on time. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm a on time person. I don't like being off schedule. And, uh, but I don't have a sense of time. Like I look at, you know, kids and I always see them as the last age I saw them. So if I think back of like a kid when they were a baby, but I saw them last week, even whenever I think about them in my mind of them being a baby, I remember them as they are today. Yeah. So it's, <clears throat> it's really weird that I don't have that sense of time once it's passed. And I just kind of assume everything happened yesterday. <laughs> it didn't. It did not happen yet. Thank you, Becky, for pointing out the absolute <laughs> obvious. I appreciate it. I'm glad that this episode has been on the mark today. I am here for you, All my right. friend. Well, let's uh, let's uh, tally ho, <laughs> tally ho. <laughs> so, what do you? What would you say is the single most valuable group of customers to PNC insurers? People that can count votes for an election. <laughs> We already had the political episode. Let's. Oh, oh sorry. What was just on my mind? <laughs> I can tally a few billion insurance records in about five minutes. I do not understand how we cannot just move on. Because frankly, I just want to move on from whatever direction. I just want a drink. Now, go ahead. I'm just sorry. worried it's going to be another hanging Chad's scenario. <laughs> Could you imagine being named Chad? And then everybody talking about hanging Chad. The, the like, Halloween dude, after the, that was like epic. Yeah. He was like, dude, it just I, I don't want to be hung, man. <laughs> I don't care if your name's Chad. <laughs> I've met a Chad in years. Um uh, there I was a Chad, Chad in college, actually. There's a, there a Chad on uh played uh, soccer with him for probably twelve years. So it was the last Chad I really know of, other than those ones that we hung down in Florida. So <laughs> Back to my question. All right. Sorry. Single most valuable group of customers to a PNC insurer. What would you say? Valuable group? What is a group? Like, I mean, you're like, I do a, there, there's so many divides of how we can divide business and all that. Are you talking about type of business, type of line of business, of, uh, age, line of age business. group, age group, line of business, most important Homeowners. Yes. Wow. You were right. Wow. And that is due to their higher rate of bundling uh -huh. of policies, but also that they, they stick longer. Yes, they do. And this is <clears throat> something that I, I track very well. So I, that's why I, I actually made an informed decision <laughs> <laughs> is, um, okay, non-standard auto. Has a lifetime of four months, average lifetime. Yeah. Standard preferred auto has a average policy lifetime of four years. So 10 times more than an, or, you know, roughly 10 times. I mean, we could, we could bundle a math, three, six, 12, uh, 300 times, whatever it is. So, um, but it's significantly larger about the lifetime of that policy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> The reasoning for that is the fact that um, 
there's high churn, but you still keep your car. So it's the differentiation of, of people in the market. But if we go ahead and assume everybody's stand preferred, like they keep their policies for four years, four to seven years on average, right? Mm-hmm. For really that market. Um, generally, that matches very well with the average lifetime that someone owns a vehicle. Now, people, you know, vehicles are 15, 20 years old, but very rarely do you drive the same vehicle for 15 years. So there's a buying event that happens generally around four, five, or six years that is causing people to churn on their vehicles in the stand preferred where they reshop it because they have a new vehicle. Homeowners, you don't. Those are the ones that once you get into a home and you're truly a homeowner, you are there, you have a much better long-term value because how often are you moving homes? Like if you're a homeowner. Not that often. Exactly. Not, certainly not. Not, not like, as often as your car. Right. But then how many people actually own two homes? Like you own two, maybe even three cars. Because right. even, you know. Two, two driver households might have three cars that creates three times more buying opportunities during those four year period. And you're not buying two, three houses in the four in that period, as well as the fact that it's a longer period. So it gives the insurance agency so many opportunities to cross sell, upsell, uh, create a long-term value with that client and develop long bearing relationships. The other side of this is, is, am I just saying the article without reading it? <clears throat> cool. Fantastic. <laughs> and then the other part of that is that, uh, homeowners insurance generally are more affluent in the sense that they have, uh, they have enough money to buy a house. Right. And, uh, then there's other opportunities like, Oh, do you own a business? Stuff like that. So you're able to, live with that client throughout the lifetime of that policy in that agency. And it creates so many other opportunities. Yes. So how do we help agencies sell more homeowners? Well, that, that was not really the point of the article that I I'm using as the impetus for this, this episode here. Well, no, no, it's a, but it's that is a, it is a really so good how, question. How would you as a homeowner yourself, how, how do you think uh, agents should be uh, marketing themselves to better engage and uh, attract homeowner customers? Well, I think it, it, it depends on where are you starting. Are you going to start with auto and cross sell to home? Are you going to go after renters and be there along their journey so that when someday they do become homeowners, you have an opportunity to flip them on that line? You know, there's a number of ways you could approach it. I, I, I like the, the renters. I, I like the growing up. I like businesses that allow you to be part of the journey, that you are – you know, instead of saying, let me sell you everything, let me sell you what you need today and I'll be there tomorrow to sell you what you need tomorrow. Yes. And that's such a better relationship to be building with clients. Yeah. And and, and actually this, this goes, does go to the point of the articles that I pulled for today. Um, articles? Yes, articles. Oh my. Yes. They're related. They're okay. related. Um, We're 20 minutes in. So I was like <laughs> – no, but this, this long is, episode. This is actually going more into the second article. So, okay. but renters is driven more by price than home insurance is, right? Yes. So, getting being able and this goes to something you've you've talked many many times about, and we've talked about as as ITC is marketing on price but selling on value. So, if you can market renters cheap renters insurance. You do exactly that. You sell them something that they need today and something that is not maybe super pow- – you know, uh, not powerful, uh, profitable for your agency 
this year. But if you build that relationship to the point that when they do buy that home down the road, you're there to get help them with their home insurance policy. They already know you. They already trust you. They're going to call you and say, I, saw, I moved out of my apartment. And I bought this house. I need a policy for that. Episode over. Uh, I mean, seriously, I, I will tell you this. It's a loss later. And so many businesses and the majority of agencies that I speak to do not get that key tenant of why loss leaders work, why black, why they put in, you know, five 75 inch TVs for a hundred bucks on black Friday Mm -hmm. that they don't understand because they make up more money by people walking around the store and buying all the other stuff. Do you really think that surge protector protector to cost 25 bucks to build and make? No, yeah, it's got a massive profit margin. So they're, they're always adding into that. And I see the same things with, and you can actually see lemonade doing this. They're, they're, they're migrating into that. But before we get into that, um, uh, article, um, <laughs> I, I would bring this up with a uh, non-standard auto. <clears throat> so I, uh, I was on my mommy and daddy's policy back whenever I was a, a wee young lad. And, um, I got in an accident in college, uh, you know, my one semester in college, got in an accident and, uh, you know, but it wasn't enough to kick me off my parents' policy. Well, then I proceeded to get into another accident. Um, and so, you know, but also that was my last at-fault accident when I was 19 years old, my last one. I haven't had one since. And <clears throat> and every, all the accidents I have now are people hitting me from behind or backing into me coming out of parking spots, but just crazy stuff. And, um, however, I had to go to this company called progressive. I was kicked out of the state farm, state farm hub, you know? Yeah. And I was now with progressive. I found some agency. They're no longer in business. They're right off. They were right off of Preston in uh, Frankfurt in Plano. Mm-hmm. And because I wanted to like come back to them and tell them the story about how, how I did. But I was with them for seven years. I was with Progressive for six of those seven years. And it was because every year my price went down. Because you, I, you were more time between your correct. accident and yeah. So I was a non-standard. deductible. Yeah. I was a non-standard high risk customer. Now I was – I was a non, see, I was one of those ones that I paid big bucks for because I was a, a high risk customer that had 100, 300. Mm. So I paid a lot of money for insurance. Now I did work at insurance technology at the point. So I did kind of understand the importance of having insurance, Yeah, but I stayed with that agency for seven years and it was only whenever that agency, um, you know, the person I always dealt with was gone. They didn't communicate with me anymore. I didn't hear from them anymore. Did I move on? And then I, w- you know, I stayed within the IA market. But, um, but that is how you grow long term, exactly to the point is that you start off with those loss leaders. I assure you, they did not probably make a lot of money off of my policy first year. But they did hold that policy with Progressive, who never has really the best commissions out there. But they held that policy for six years with uh, Progressive and then eventually moved me to Travelers. And then Travelers raised my rate. I called them up and no one called me back. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was a service issue that got me to leave. And at that point, I I was bought a house and I I was moving in, and travelers didn't have a real good package rate. So then I I went shopping. But if that agency had retained me, I sh- I assure you that uh, it would have been good. But uh, homeowners and having a renter's loss leader is a great uh, great thing to do. You know, there's so the the inspiration for this episode today is is JD Power just released their home insurance study. And they, this is what they talked about. They talked about the value of home insurance customers as well as the top-rated home insurance carriers and the top-rated renters carriers. Do you want to guess who is the number one renters carrier? In terms of what? Market market mindshare? Uh, let me see. In terms of – Whatever they score it based off on, on their State thousand farm. point scale. State Farm. No. Really? Yes. They used they to didn't be... even make top three. Oh, do you have five? So they're four? I have three. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know uh, the other four. Uh, but I know the top three. Okay. Well, who are they? Allstate was number three. Mm-hmm. Erie was number two. It's interesting. They have a limited market segment so it kind of it what that does is that actually helps me understand that that was more of a northeast study so it was not a national study continue number one was lemonade northeast study that's exactly what the, lemonade is not a national national thing yeah uh they uh you know they they have some here in Texas and, but they were big in the North in New York. So I guess they're focusing on heavy urban, urban senders. Most likely. See, I start asking these questions now, like now that I start to understand full studies, mm. you have to understand a lot of the dynamics of where was the sample set from? Well, it was, it was a sample set of over 11,000 home and renters customers. So it wasn't a small, sample by any stretch but i didn't see any the geographic breakdown of where all these people were interesting because because everybody i know that has renter's insurance like locally is generally state farm well you know that's who sold me my renter's policy yeah it's, it was my renter's policy until well, i didn't drive as well because um, <laughs> i mean i i moved out uh at 18 like i i did not i do not live under uh Authority well. Authority well, yeah. So, I, I mean, I didn't go to college. I went to college for one semester, as you know. But um, after the, you know, I came back from college and I was like, I'm gone. And uh, I started at ITC. And I had a job after I started at ITC March 5th of 96. And I had uh, moved out in April. I, I was I was gone. Like it was just asses and elbows out the door. That's all my parents <laughs> saw, and they they were happy about it because it wasn't that my parents are great. You know, uh, it wasn't the fact that I wanted to leave. You know, I, I liked them. I, I I saw them regularly. I would you know go use their ironing board because I didn't have one. But um, <laughs> it, the the reality is is that I needed to be my own independent person. But again. We could go down a rabbit hole, uh, but I know that we shouldn't do that. I, I know that I do that too often. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Laird. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> You're welcome listeners. Cause 
<laughs> I've gotten feedback. Sometimes it's really funny. Sometimes I get so blasted, confused of where you're at. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just hit the skip 15 seconds forward button. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> the inside of Laird's mind working is very rarely actually shown to many people because <laughs> it's very hard to keep up. Yeah. All right. So, does it? Uh, who's the who's the top uh, homeowners uh, companies? Does uh, they have that? Yes, they do. Oh, okay. Number three was auto owners. Okay. Number two was Mika. Okay. And number one, Country Financial. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Way interesting because now, now with two of those, it is definitely pinpointed. The the region the region, um, yeah. I I, lo- I love stats because what you could do is you can make it say how something you however can, you want it you to do. Make, you can make it tell a story. And and, and we're working on a uh, on a teaser. <laughs> is we are working on a study that I think is ultra cool, and I am one hundred percent agreed. Uh, that that we are aligned on the strategy, yeah. Because I I love that it is like nothing to hide, no holes barred. You know, like this is the study, and it's going to tell a story for everybody included in it. Yep. But also, it might say, hey, you know what? We've done some extra work for you. <laughs> <laughs> we provide a little bit more value. <laughs> Just Mitch. I know, I know. I, uh, it's, like, it's, I, I want to just shove them in my face. Uh, okay, but so this other article talks specifically about lemonade. How many articles do we have? This is the second one that I want to go into a little bit more because it, it talks about shifting, taking that loss leader and moving them into the higher profitable segment of homeowners. So, And that is where lemonade is struggling more. Because they are really good at getting renter at selling renters, but that's a price sensitive segment. Are they really providing the value while they have that customer uh, on renters so that they can flip it to home insurance? And and the argument right now is no, they're struggling with that. They are. So how would you improve that, Laird? If you were the head of Lemonade, how would you work on improving that? Realize that uh, what you're trying to do is kick out the independent agent and independent agents have the absolute value in this market. Yeah. I mean, That's, it comes down to service. It, it, it comes down to that. Their service and their support service, is not, not what s- customers want. Service, broad offering, having auto. I mean, independent agents are winning. We see new agencies daily. Yes. We see new agencies that are our agency, existing agencies that are trying to diversify, that they realize that they're not a standard preferred agency that only does commercial. I, I cannot. I, we were up in uh, Wisconsin Dells. We were at the the water park up in in the Dells in Wisconsin, and um, we were we were there for a, a show, and. I met agent after agent who says, I'm abandoning personal lines because it's just the, it's the red – effectively, you know, for the business Personal mind, lines is the blue ocean. Is the red ocean. You know, commercial is the red ocean. Or, you know, personal lines is the blue, red ocean and commercial lines is the, the blue ocean. Not true. Well, that's what they said then. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What you're doing is you're, you're seeding it. And here we are just years later where mm-hmm. personal lines – 
has massive growth. You see people diving into this. You see M&A valuations off the charts. And we see it daily. And it is that lack of diversification. Now, I would never put it against Lemonade because they've already pivoted once. Mm-hmm. They did that. They did. You know, they started off peer-to-peer insurance. Oh, okay. yes, they did. So mutual, but then they pivoted to to renters, and also I think they added pet insurance now, mm-hmm. and they've added um, uh, homeowners. And I, I like to play, but also they need to start working on other lines of business. And the problem with it is is they're trying to be completely direct to consumer and they don't have all the product mix and God forbid they start, you know, who are they going to go refer an auto policy to? They're going to go push it off to progressive that can service the broad made broad market of their customer base. Probably not because progressive is going to be like, let me talk to you about renters, homeowners, boat, RV, motorcycle, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole gamut commercial, and so you, they, they have to be very concerned about that. And again, they've handcuffed their business. And I think it's bad to handcuff a business. Yeah. What they, have, what they would have to do if they want to actually uh, turn their renter's book of business into home over, over time is invest in people. Because you need people who are going to answer a phone and provide that service. Yeah, who wants who wants homeowners insurance with a bot? Not I mean, many people. You know, the, you can you can uh, you know satisfy a lot of the uh, the questions like you know was is my camera covered? You know, no. Would you like to add on camera coverage? That's how my <laughs> bot would work. <laughs> no, your camera is not covered, but you can do personal oracle policy that would cover it. So please send us a schedule. Let's ask you line item by line item. Yes, I, I've I've thought about chatbots lately. I know, <laughs> but um, I, I agree. So the this is the the closing little bit of of the article, and I want to read it because I I really love what they've said. Um, is it possible that Lemonade will find some unique way to capture the consumer imagination by resolving complexity in a few clicks? We hope so. It would be a much needed leap forward in the insurance market. But for now and for the foreseeable future, consumers want to talk to someone when the situation turns complex. It's what keeps insurance from becoming a commoditized product and what keeps customers willing to trade slightly higher premiums in return for value delivered via high-quality products and service. And for Lemonade, that means time and capital and a lot of it. Dear listeners, what do you think? Do you think Lemonade needs to spend more money? Do you think we need more Fritos? <laughs> or whiskey. <laughs> or more Diet Coke to mix said whiskey with. No, that whiskey, I would just drink straight. Yeah, that, that, that's some straight up whiskey. That's some good stuff. I don't need to mix that. Uh-uh. Uh, I, I, I always looked at the old labels. I, I, I wish it was like, you know, how it says straight uh, Kentucky bourbon whiskey or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, I wish straight would sit there and tell you that, hey, this stuff is so good that you can drink this straight. But I know what it really means. And then... You know, if it doesn't say straight, oh man, I gotta, I gotta pick up a, a pack of Coke, Coke Zero. <laughs> oh, well. You know, uh, got so used. I, I drink uh, Kroger brand Cola O. Like I, I, I really am my, uh, 
my, my Scottish uh, shows up in that regard, very frugal. Yeah. And so I've gotten to the point now where I no longer Coke Zero is my go-to. It is Cola O. And I, I love the Cola O. Like, I love it. So it, and it's the cheap store brand. It's like, you know, oh, buy three 12 packs for six bucks, you know? <laughs> or two liters for 69 cents. I'm like, yes, sir. I will take that. But uh, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I think there's there's a lot of motions that are happening right now in this industry. And I really like the thoughts that these providers provide, such as Root going away from credit or, you know, trying to push away from credit and, and very much so the things I, I said about it all the time is yeah. that credit is, is uh, opportunity and discriminatory. And um, <clears throat> just there's a lot of great ideas in this industry and there's great ideas outside of this in- industry. We need to stop thinking that you're going to come into this industry with the next blockbuster idea that is going to transform insurance. Blockbuster went out of business. I know. Exactly. So I use the word. <laughs> Man, blockbuster is not going to go on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can say that for another episode. <laughs> but th- this, this industry has some really good ideas left in it. But it's also don't think your idea is going to be the one that just absolutely blows it out of the water. I love the fact that um, the product that my company created that we sold to ITC, Insurance Website Builder, it was a basic idea. Create a content management system for insurance and then have that be a really good content management system, but realize it didn't do everything and build a support structure around its abilities as its abilities are. We can always build on new abilities, but accept what you are, accept what your agency offers and make the best of it until you are able to upgrade that. That's the same for any business is that. Excel at what you do today. Tomorrow is just a new day to try something new. Try and fail. Fail forward fast. I love that. I, like, I didn't know that that's how I, I, I run my life is that, you know what, the best way to learn something is to fail at it 50 times. But as long as you're getting incrementally better, it's, it's great. So uh, that's what I get for starting to drink whiskey with on an empty <laughs> stomach. <laughs> We had chips. Oh, uh, no, but they're, 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 they're dueling it out down there. <laughs> the boys from Kentucky are just are just absolutely slaughtering the uh, corn chips right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a bit warm in here. <laughs> it always is warm in here. All right. I swear. So hit us up on Twitter. I am Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Rick's Ford. You can tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour. And I think we're going to have to do a whole episode about our insurance secret society. <laughs> oh, yes, we, we are. <laughs> we need to have it. You know, we have this cable here. You know what this cable is, though? It is completely broken. But this cable right here. Oh, there it is. Is our call-in cable. <laughs> We've only used once. <laughs> I can plug it into this. I can plug it into my phone. We can we can do this. Yeah. We can have a call in show. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it would be it would be fun. Like I've always wanted to start our show. 
Good morning, good evening, and good night from wherever you are, from the high deserts of Dallas, Texas. You're high listening to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Let me finish. Sorry. From the high deserts of Dallas, Texas, you're listening to Becky and Laird's Insurance Happy Hour, coast to coast AM. <laughs> Would would you call in, listeners, if we did a call-in show? Please let us know on Twitter. For your, um, you know, first-time callers, the number is blah, 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 blah. For second-time callers, call the answer, the line that never gets answered. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> this is a, I, I invite people to actually uh, write in of who I was, who I was emulating with that statement. Good morning, good evening, and good night from wherever you are listening. <laughs> yep. Started out every episode that way. All right. Been a great episode, Becky. And as always, thanks for listening. We are on the list of the best podcasts for insurance industry innovators. <laughs> we got a fold. <laughs> We're the first one listed. <laughs> Is there only one person on the list? There's a few more. <laughs> Jay Wantrop is on here. <laughs> But we're the first one listed. Oh. <laughs> Becky Schroeder and Laird Ricksford host the Insurance Happy Hour, an insightful weekly podcast covering insurance industry news and trends, technology and marketing. <laughs> <laughs> They're full. <laughs> we win. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, wherever that is. We, we actually try hard at this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.